0: Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and relax and let your mind and your will and your emotions, your soul, just relax. Remember that you are a spirit being, not a solical being and not a human being, but a spirit being. Everything that God wants to do in you, he's already done in your spirit. Our problem is our soul and our body you can't please God any more than you already do. And He is 100% committed and devoted and thoroughly wrapped up in your spirit. It is finished in your spirit. But we've always been working on bringing our soul, and to some degree our body, but mostly our soul, returning it to union with our spirit. This is God's purpose. This is his intent. So we relax and we rest and we let him do the work. Now there's plenty that he has assigned for us. And just as a reminder, rest and being at peace and waiting are all activities. They are all active and actions. Waiting on him, being patient and resting are actions. They are things we do. Now, we often are so programmed and used to being told that God has done so much for us and now we are to do for him. But that's not the way God sees things. He is making us able to receive unconditionally what he gives Unconditionally. That's the starting point for you. To receive from God unconditionally what he wants to give to you unconditionally. That is his character, his nature, and his love. Now our soul right now can't do that can't receive unconditionally because our soul wants to control, wants to control what God does in our lives, wants to control what the world system, what our enemies are doing, and even how we get our needs met, our God-given needs. But don't worry, God has a plan. He has a strategy about what he's doing, what he wants to accomplish in you. We can rest. We can let him do the work. Now, there's plenty of things that odds are that he's going to ask us to do, to be involved in, to participate in but it's not so we can accomplish something or to make God look good or bring him honor and glory or evangelize or anything he asks us to do things so that through the process we receive from him what we need whether it's healing more information a change in our beliefs, an outpouring of his grace to our soul. When Whatever is necessary, God gives us. God provides. So he is working on our behalf at all times to bring us into that reunion with him. Now, we've been talking about a difficult subject, and i I recognize that, when we're talking about engaging in the supernatural realm and engaging with angels and demons, we're not going to shy away from talking about difficult subjects. We're not going to say, "Well, this is hard, you know, and I've got my own viewpoint on these things. But the viewpoint is based on God being omnipotent, eternal, um, you know, all-powerful, all-knowing. God is God, and he doesn't have an equal, and he doesn't have an opposite. He doesn't make allowances for anyone to be as powerful as he is. And when we start removing that possibility, there's beliefs that many of us hold that come into question. In some respect, we have had to come up with some kind of convoluted belief systems in order to accommodate the idea that God did not create evil. But God created everything, good and evil, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He created the evil for the day of evil. And we won't get too far into what evil is, but just rather than listening to me and saying, is this true or not, I want you to ask the Lord. You may not have any roadblock in this area and you might be able to just accept okay god created everything god created good god created evil god created angels god created demons god created good people god created bad people god created everything you may not have any problem with that great move on to the next thing but for those who do have a real problem or any problem with this or any problem at all Go to the Lord. Notice I'm not sending you to a book or to attend a conference or even listening to more of these broadcasts or your Bible or your pastor. Go to the source. Go to the Lord. We also talk about testing what we hear. One of the problems we have is we're so afraid of being deceived. We're so afraid of being lied to and hurt, but really it's, it's about being deceived. That there's something so terrible about being deceived. I don't know, is it because it's, we think it's an unforgivable sin Or that if we're deceived, we're not going to make it into heaven? Spend some time and think about what is so bad about being deceived? What do we, what are the limits of God's power? What are the limits of God's love for us? Is deception the limit? That if we're deceived, God can't reveal himself to us? If we're tricked by the devil, God can't help us. He can't restore us. He can't speak truth to us. He's so weak that the devil lies, the deceiver, the accuser, can capture us. And steal us away from God. Is that what you believe? And I can go and try to convince you different, but I want the Lord to have that opportunity because it's about relationship. You need to be able to trust him. Not what I say, not what you believe, but the Lord himself, God himself. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And he gives life, he gives healing, he gives peace and rest. And when we have these concerns and these fears, when we take them to him and he responds in whatever and meets whatever need we have, then our purpose is being fulfilled. 'Cause part of our challenge is we're as we're moving forward and dealing with the things in the supernatural realm, the good critters and the bad critters, they're all his. They're all his. He was all he, he created them all for his purpose. But if we're afraid of participating in anything that he has called us to participate in, And as a spirit being, you have the power and authority over the supernatural realm. If fear is keeping you from learning how to exercise that power and authority, fear is keeping you from living as the spirit being God created you to be. Fear has torment. Fear stirs up our soul and sometimes even our body and can keep us from that rest that god has given us gifted us to be able to rest in him while he does the work fear is a diversion and we don't want to be diverted from all the wonderful things god has for us all the not just the peace and the love and the joy, but learning to live as a spirit being, to live and move and have our being in Christ. One of our challenges as we think of ourselves as a soulful being, that our will is so important and our mind is so important and our emotions so much of that is tied into our temperament. And that's the way God made you. There's and if we look at different kinds of denominations, some denominations are built based on emotion. That if you feel God's presence, that you can just feel Him through worship or through a teaching, you can you can sense His presence and feel through feelings and you can tell this is the way god wants you to go by how you feel you feel that this is the right thing to do whether you feel this is the right person to marry for instance or it's your mind is a strength as you can figure out why god is doing something in your life or how god treats people or how this doctrine makes sense but this one doesn't so this one must be from god and this one must be from the devil We rely on our mind or we rely on our will, which is our chooser, our action, our activator. That if we do this for God and it bears fruit, it must have been the right thing. That God calls us to work for him and to do for him and minister for him. Well, those are all aspects of our soul. Those are all aspects of how our soul tries to meet our needs without our spirit, without God. Because in your spirit, all of your needs have already been met. But our soul has gotten so used to doing things its own way, your soul rejects that peace and that rest and that comfort, and that love, and that acceptance. So your soul tries to find a way to control your life on a day-to-day basis, and that was going to, going to depend on how God made you. So we find our relationship to him through what, accommodates, what is accommodated by our soul. So now when we're talking about venturing into this, the supernatural realm and coming into contact with with other kinds of beings, most people don't have a problem that there are angels, that there are good creatures of some kind. And with that, a lot of people don't have too much problem saying that there's bad things. But we're not supposed to involve ourselves with the bad things only the good things because the bad things can deceive us or hurt us we're not supposed to we are supposed to be afraid of the bad things but not the good things because the good things the angels have good intentions toward us and the bad things the demons the devils have bad intentions toward us and may i just propose that whether they are bad intentions or good intentions, they are God's intentions. God uses his right hand and his left hand to form us so that he can pour himself into us and reunite our soul with our spirit. Takes the good and the bad, the bitter and the sweet, the day and the night, the light and the dark to accomplish his purposes in our lives. So when we reject the negative, when we reject the darkness, we are, we are telling God, we are saying we are not going to let you form in us and conform our soul to our spirit. We are saying no to God. We're only going to let you be involved in our life a certain way. And you know what happens when we start telling God no, is he starts challenging us. We've talked many times about those areas in our lives that he, he puts his finger on to draw our attention that there's an area we're being stubborn in. And, and this is, that's all it is, is we're just being stubborn in an area. When we say, God, this is an area... I feel like you want me to be involved in, but I'm going to find a way, my soul's going to find a way to say no. Now, of course, we don't usually go through that process. Sometimes we might, but most of the time, our soul is so good at deceiving us. We don't even need a devil to deceive us. We deceive ourselves. But God is not a deceiver. He is the light. He is the revealer. He is the revelation. So, and this goes back to why it is so important that we have a pattern, a habit. How to be available to the Lord, how to test what we hear, how to respond, how to act on what we are receiving from him so that it's subjective and habitual. And so then we don't fall victim to our controlling soul. One of our challenges is when we are trying to decipher and determine how we are going to relate to angels and demons, we... We do so on the basis of safety and security. Since we figure the angels are going to be good for us, we welcome them, but then we bind the demons and we spend energy making sure that we don't come into any contact with with them. Now, over time, we're going to find that our understanding about what's going on in the supernatural realm, and it's going on right now, right where you're at. There's stuff going on around you in the supernatural realm that involves you, that that affects you, that you have no idea about what it is. And that ignorance gives us a false sense of security. You know, ignorance is bliss. But God does not want you ignorant. He does not want you ignorant of how the angelic functions. And he does not want you ignorant of how the demonic functions. He does not want you ignorant at all. He wants your mind, will, and emotions perfect. Receiving Absolute truth through your spirit from him. Not knowing the right things or feeling the right things or doing the right things, but receiving the right, the truth, the way, life from God through your spirit. And as your soul is drawn Closer and closer to your spirit, which is what he's focusing on in your life. Some beliefs and some habits will just fall by the wayside. Others, he lets stay there to give you something to work on. Lord, how? Uh, this is an area I struggle with. Is there something that needs to be healed? Is there a belief? that needs to be changed is what's going on here? How come I'm struggling with this? But it all comes back to our relationship with him. You don't need to worry about measuring up or pleasing him. You've already done that. He's already put a check mark next to your name. You're set. But this false sense of security keeps us from asking some really important questions. This sense of security is an illusion. And it keeps us from asking, does God want us secure? Does he want you to feel safe? Does he want you to feel secure? Is that his goal? Just think, one of the names of a maturing Christian is overcomer. Overcomers leave their security, leave their safe haven, that ship that leaves the harbor to go out into the storm, tossed seas, to see new things, to be available to God. for for his purposes. Now we take our security with us because God gave us a desire in our soul for security, but it doesn't come through our soul. It comes through our spirit. This is something you have to experience. We have this idea that If we do everything right, if we believe everything right, if we avoid the the bad things and embrace the good things, we can ensure our own security. We can ensure our own safety. And that's just not true. What happens when... What happens when we look at what's going on in the supernatural realm and we feel overwhelmed? We take that to the Lord. We ask, okay, what's going on? And we let him teach us. And sometimes he'll put other resources in our hands and we, we say, thank you. We're grateful. And there may be a hundred things in that book or, or teaching, and we find the one thing that speaks life, that answers the issue or addresses the question or brings the healing that we were looking for in that area. But we don't judge based on how secure we feel. Security in our soul is an illusion because God does not judge our safety, our security, as something that, okay, that must mean we're doing things right. Does God want us secure? Does he want us to be without fear of the unknown? Does he want us to live at ease without going out into the storm-tossed sea? Does he want everything to be nice and easy and breezy? Would we need him if this was the case? Now, I suspect there's going to be times for all of us that, yes, he does have times of refreshing and times of being in the harbor where we are where our concerns are addressed, where we're healed, we're patched up. We put on, you know, we bring on new borders, whatever, however you want to use that. There's times for that. But the the ship belongs in the sea, not in the harbor. So learning that this is what we're made for here on this earth is to be partaking in the supernatural and the natural, and learning to exercise our power and authority, so learning to accept that God is not gearing to keep us and prevent us from being scared or afraid or insecure. Does God want us to pre- to prevent us from ever being hurt? Or are there things that we learn only through pain? Like the joy of being healed, the relief. Knowing God is the healer. Knowing the process of overcoming pain. Moving out of his strength rather than our own. Regardless of the pain we experience. Accessing his pain and his, his strength his power, regardless of whether he relieves us of our pain and fear or not. There are things we're going to learn about how he does things that are only going to come through embracing both the positive and the negative. And we start broadly with, with Lord, bring into my life Make it plain. I'm available for whatever teaching, whatever's necessary to bring into every opportunity. I want to take full advantage of every opportunity that you have prepared for me. I want to partake with open eyes. I want to understand objectively that this is what you're doing. I want to make the most of my life here on this earth so that you can do the most in bringing my soul into reunion with my spirit. I don't understand everything, Lord. I don't understand how you do things or why, but I do accept that you have an unending love for me that's not based on me doing everything right that's not based on how well I serve you, that's not based on anything other than this is your nature. Lord, I accept that you are making me more and more able to receive unconditionally what you are giving unconditionally. I accept that in my spirit, you and I are already one that I already have the answers to my questions and that you alone satisfy. And I accept for this this coming year that I will hear you more clearly because I will give you more time. Lord, whatever you put your finger on, I will respond to and I thank you ahead of time for everything that you're, all the all the different entanglements that I may have gotten caught up in, just bring them all back into oneness and unity and focus and clarity. And we all thank you, Lord, for everything you've done this past year and for what you're doing the coming year. So thank you all for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again this same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainier's Radio. Have a great night.